Hi, everybody. I'm Eric Arnault, and this is Blink Cassette, the podcast that takes a close look at your mixes to get the stories behind the songs. This week, we're taking a trip to Orlando, or Anaheim, I guess, depending on your preference, and diving into the Disney vault with guest Katie Utke, a lifetime fan who keeps a playlist of Disney songs around for when she needs an escape. But, like all good nerds, and I absolutely lump myself into that category, by the way, uh, this playlist dives beneath the surface of the typical Disney canon to find some lesser-known, unique gems that might surprise you. I know I didn't expect Grace Potter covering Jefferson Airplane on a Disney playlist, but hey, here we are. Remember, if you have a mix you'd like to have featured on Blank Cassette, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to mixtape at nerdalogs.com with a track list and a brief description of why the mix exists, and we'll get back to you ASAP. We hunger for more content, and we want to hear your story. And I bet you want to tell it, so drop us a line. Now, as we prepare to close out 2017, Ian and I will both be doing a best of episode in the coming weeks, and we also collaborated on a holiday playlist for you. Uh, Then we have some cool stuff coming up in 2018 I won't mention yet. Maybe also a couple small changes to the show, Uh, but I think it's going to be a good year. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you keep enjoying it. Uh, Now with no further ado, let's head into the vaults. My name is Katie Utke, and I called the playlist Deep in the Disney Vault, which is sort of obscure-ish Disney and Pixar songs. Pixar for a long time have sort of, because there's a lot of nostalgia tied to it and a lot of love of it for me, the playlist sort of came from, okay, these are a bunch of songs that I listen to individually all the time. Why don't I just make a playlist and put them all in one place so that I'm not consistently like going into YouTube and searching down the same song. I can just go and be like, great, this is number 12 on here. This playlist was initially 30 songs long and I cut it down for the sake of the podcast because I figured 30 songs might be a bit too much. Uh, So what defines an obscure uh, Disney track and why these over kind of the more obvious choices? I went with obscure-ish because some of them are going to be very obvious choices. Uh, But mostly it's because you sort of have your go-tos, like you've got your part of your worlds and your whole new worlds and your your Hakuna Matatas and what have you. And so I picked songs that were like, oh, here's some songs from like the Kingdom Hearts games, which maybe a lot of people won't go to, or here's a song from a Disney-produced musical 
article that was never made into a movie, so people probably don't think of it. Or, oh, this was in a Disney Channel original movie that I have a lot of love for and that a lot of other people like maybe don't really care for or have a lot of negative feelings about. So So you're just kind of trying to represent like the stuff that other other playlists or other compilations wouldn't. Yes. Or at least just trying to get sort of paint Disney in a broad strokes of like, yes, there are these cartoon movies, but there's also a lot more there. This is the moment when the gods expect me to beg for help, but I won't even try. I want nothing in the world but myself to protect me, and I won't lie down, roll over and die. Easy As Life, which is the second song on the playlist. Uh, It's from the musical Aida. Aida is a show that means a lot to me. I used to do, uh, I used to take a lot of dance lessons. And uh, every winter they would do some sort, like every spring was the, each class is going to dance to a song and we're going to show off what we learned. Whereas each winter was the story show. So some years it would be the Nutcracker. Some years it would be a modern dance piece like it would vary so for one of the musical theater years they got the rights to the soundtrack for Aida to be able to do an entire dance version to the soundtrack and I was in the ensemble because I was in like third grade Um, so I have a connection to it through there Um, but also I love that song because it's a turning point in the show it's when Aida sort of realizes that she has to choose to be the queen of her people to get them out of slavery and can't stay with the man that she loves also the woman who sings it Heather Headley I think is super underrated and does not get enough love so like I think she's one of the most talented singers that Broadway and R&B and gospel and whenever she sings something she turns it into gold. So I'm just sort of, it's, it's on there because I love her and I love that song and I love that show. And how he would have been why to be with him today Those very rare occasions to let up that keep on coming All I've ever wanted And I'm throwing It's easy, it's easy as a lie. It's easy as a lie. It's easy as a Face it, she's just- 
life could be cheaper. No point anymore if I can't love her. No spirit could win me. No hope left within me. Hope I could have loved her and that she said. But it's not to be if I can't love her. Let the world be done with I noticed there's, and you've talked about it too, there's a lot of Broadway versions on here, especially at the beginning. Is there like a reason you picked those over the movie versions? I picked those because those aren't in the movie versions. So most people will probably go towards, uh, I mean, and I love the versions of the Broadway shows. In fact, this is probably going to be heresy. I like the Broadway soundtrack to The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast more than I like the soundtracks to the original films. Um, But uh, I picked them because those are songs people probably wouldn't have heard. (laughs) They live in you. They live in me. They're watching over everything we see in every creature, in every star, in your reflection. They live in. out the lost boys and girls i'm getting tired of the disrespect we won't stop till we rule the world it's our time we are next our sales about to be set they say nothing yet tell them who's in charge so they don't forget what's my name what's my name say it louder what's my name what's my name I would like to call out What's My Name from Descendants 2 because uh, a lot of people, like that's a Disney Channel original movie and the entire plot of Descendants is the kids of the villains are going to this boarding school, the kids of the heroes and things happen and I get that it's an obnoxious premise but like 
What's My Name is sung by Ursula's daughter, who's a pirate captain, and then her two first mates, the son of Gaston and the son of Captain Hook, and I don't care. I love the Descendants movies because they're campy and ridiculous and obnoxious. They're directed by Kenny Ortega, who did the high school musical films, which regardless of how you feel about those films, those films have really high production values and are very good at what they attempt to pursue. So you've got somebody who knows what he's doing behind the wheel. And it's just, oh God. I think I'm going to use the line from Rantasmo, who's a YouTube viewer I really like, uh, regarding the Descendants films, which is, yes, it's garbage, but it is some of the tastiest garbage I have ever had. <laughs> Stolen the heart from inside you. 
does not define you. This is not who you are. You know who you are. The first Disney film that I saw in the theaters that I remember seeing was Hercules and my family always had like the Disney VHS tapes at home so like I watched Pinocchio, I watched Lion King, watched Little Mermaid in the theaters because that was when Disney was still doing uh, we're gonna re-release our films in the theaters every couple years or so. So I saw Little Mermaid in the theaters in the mid 90s and had nightmares for a little while uh, after that film uh, but that's become one of my favorites. Toy Story and Pixar I've watched all the time. Monsters, Inc. was my favorite Pixar film for a really long time, and we'll get into that later in the playlist. And then later I became a big musical theater geek, just into Broadway in general, so then the Disney Broadway shows sort of entered the fray. Uh, along with that, Radio Disney was sort of the go-to radio station, because I have three younger sisters, and my parents were like, we've got a lot of young kids in the car, we probably need to be careful about what's being played. So Radio Disney was sort of the go-to radio station for a long time, and uh, along with Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, Disney Channel was also a recurring uh, TV channel that was on in our house. So Disney has sort of been a big part of my life in a whole ton of ways.
I'm going to call out If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc., uh, which is the Randy Newman song sung by Billy Crystal and John Goodman, because uh, that is that is also one of my first memories of the Oscars, Because uh, and I did some research on this. Randy, The only award that it won was Best Original Song, Monsters, Inc., was that song. It was Randy Newman's first win after, like, 15 nominations. But that's, like, one of my first memories of the Oscars is them performing, is, like, the live performance with an orchestra of If I Didn't Have You, and then, because that was also the first year Best Animated Feature was a category at the Oscars. So the way that they had it set up was they had, like, two chairs and then super, and then, like, put in the various characters from the animated films that were nominated that year as if they were the ones who would be getting up and winning the awards in the audience. So they focused on Sully and Mike for Monsters, Inc., and then Jimmy Neutron for the Jimmy Neutron film, and then Shrek and Donkey for Shrek. And then when Shrek won, Shrek and Donkey got up and were like, yeah, and celebrating. And you could see Mike and Sully just like side-eyeing each other and slow clapping because they didn't win. And that's one of those images that's just like seared into my brain. And you said Monsters, Inc. was your favorite Pixar movie, right? Uh, it was at the time. It's in my top four now. What has supplanted it? Coco has made it into my top three. Uh, number two is Brave. And number one is Inside Out. Don't you dare dip me. Don't you dare dip me. Don't you dare dip me. Ow, I should have stretched. You're in my arms And all the world is 
They're loaded with thimble with vigor. They love to leap in your laps. They're jumpy, bumpy, clumpy, pumpy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Ouch. I have often dreamed of a far-off place where a great warm welcome will be waiting me, where the crowds will cheer. When they see my face And the voice keeps saying This is where I'm meant to be I am on my way I can go the distance I don't care how far Somehow I'll be strong I know every mile Will be worth my while I would go most Yeah. There ain't nothing gonna stop me now Cause I'm on 
Um, so you mentioned there's a song in here that you listen to a lot when you do job applications. Yeah, that is almost there from Princess and the Frog, because the entire process of that song is Princess Tiana planning to open a restaurant. Like, she's found the place... She's got her mom there. She's got the entire vision in her head. She just needs to get the money. She's almost there. So the entire song is her saying that she works really hard and she's going to get what she aims for. Um, Because it's noted earlier in the film that she's working multiple waitressing jobs and not getting a whole ton of sleep. And she's saving up all of her money to buy this restaurant. That's her big dream. So it's, it's one of those songs that I put on when I'm just like... When, when I was filling out a ton of job applications and wasn't getting hired, it's like, it's okay. I'm almost there. I got this. This is good. You wait 
because the folks were busy fighting. Joan already left home, 11 years old on my own, feeling nothing but lonely. There's nothing to do, there's nothing out there but the traffic. Down on State 93 So I'd sit through the night By our old black and white TV That's where I saw it That's when I heard it Calling me Why do you feel that Disney resonates with you, like enough to make this playlist? And it, I mean, obviously it's been biographically a huge part of your life, but why does it stay with you? The stories it tells are universal. I mean, I, I understand, it's like Shakespeare where it, they sort of take stories everybody knows and that aren't copyrighted and then, you know, tells them in their own sort of way. Disneyfication is a thing, but it's, um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I know that I can always go back to. Like I said earlier, it's the warm blanket I can wrap around myself. It's the, it's the Merida doll I have sitting on my shelf at home. It's the Dalmatian blanket that I've had since I was six years old. It's the video game set. It's like it's the weird like Hunchback of Notre Dame mini game where I had to throw fire down a ladder to stop soldiers from climbing the building, climbing the buildings of the church. It's. It's something that's always been a part of me, and it's something that sort of helps me keep going when things are hard and helps me celebrate when things are going well. So this playlist is kind of like a musical version of that blanket. Yes. The final song I have on here, uh, Disneyland, one of the lyrics are, I know what you're going to say, it's made with paper mache, it mirrors the magic there. Each little bird's filled with strings, you push a button, it sings, recorded music fills the air. They've had the mountains replaced. It's only plywood and paste. Go on, say it. I'll turn around and tell you I don't care. I will live in Disneyland. Magic Kingdom, Disneyland. Where the child inside gets to laugh and gets to ride. Until it's okay I believe in Disneyland Come with me to Disneyland And when we get to Disneyland Let's been listening to Blank Cassette, a proud member of the Nerdalogs family of podcasts. Blank Cassette is co-produced by Eric Arnault and Ian Williams. Special acknowledgement to honorary granddaddy producer Gary Lucy. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you want to hear complete versions of the songs, check out our Spotify playlist for each episode or buy the songs through your favorite music retailer. Supporting the arts is the best. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.